Well, you said a lot, so I'll say a little. <laughs> Back in 1967, when I started counseling people, <clears throat> I had some very interesting experiences in the process, and I learned a great deal very quickly. And one of the things that I learned very quickly was to pay attention to what I was sharing with everybody. I found that when I was doing the, the appointments with people, I would record them so that they would have a tape of our sharing so that they would be able to recall, remember, or maybe hear for the first time, even though I just said it, uh, <clears throat> that you know what was, what was shared from spirit to them. And I would often ask, can I get a, a copy of this before I give it to you? And they'd go, what? Why do you want a copy of my appointment? And I said, because I just heard all these things I need to be doing in my life. And, and that's really the truth. You know, we're not living what we're telling other people to do. If you really pay attention, when you go up to somebody, whether it be a relative or a friend or just somebody you just met, and you think you know better than them what they need to be doing in their life, listen to what you share with them. Listen and find out what is your real truth and see if in the words that you just shared with them is not really a truth that you need to be applying to your own life. And maybe they don't even need to be applying it to them. They need to let you apply it to yourself. Take those words in and pay attention. Because we're not living the truth that we often speak to others. And it's very important that we begin to live our truth first before we go out into the world and profess that we know and share what we think is best for everybody. When I started doing appointments, <clears throat> the day before I started, Spirit said to me something very profound. Share only from your own experience. Share only from your truth. Share only what has been proven to you to be true, to be real, and to be dynamic in this movement of the soul. Do not share about the things in the world that you know nothing of. Do not share what you honestly do not participate with in your own life, but expect others to do so. And so the next day I started doing my appointments and I'm sitting there and I'm observing what they're asking and I'm sitting there looking, where do I find the answer to that? What's the, the truth of that for me? What would I want to hear for myself that would help me in that situation? And I remember this one woman asked me a question and I'm sitting there and I'm looking inside and I'm trying to find you know, something that I thought would be meaningful, true, powerful, whatever. And 
she said, so you don't have any response? And I said, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I realized I had gotten so caught up in my mind trying to figure out the best route, what would be the words to say and all that, that I wasn't listening to the flow of spirit, which is the flow of loving. And I had to really let go of all that was in my mind and just live in the loving with people in order for spirit to flow, for the truth to come through. And I realized that I could tell very quickly when I was speaking something to someone because I'd heard other people talk about it and, oh, that sounds good, or uh, I took psychology for a semester after I graduated from high school to see if I wanted to go to college and if I could make that work and, and all. And I began to sp speak all these little things I heard at class and I went, wait a minute, that's not my truth. Spirit said for me to speak my truth. And so I got real simple, very basic in how I shared. And I realized that everybody has their own answer. I don't have your answer. You have your answer. And so I learned a trick, a trick from spirit, that a person asks you a question and you ask them. And I would often ask people, well, if somebody were to come to you and ask you that, what would you tell them? Or could you tell me how you've been approaching it? And why do you think you need to do it differently? And if you think it needs to be done differently, how would you do it differently? And in that process, people would actually speak their own truth. And often it came down to having to be honest, having to be open, having to be vulnerable, having to be forgiving. And these were things that they did not want to do because it exposed them. It made them vulnerable in the moment where they might get attacked, they might get hurt, they might be wrong. And I learned very quickly to begin to ask people to begin to be honest with me. In order to be honest with me, they had to be honest with themselves. Tell me the real truth. Don't tell me the story. The story means nothing. It's your way of hiding. It's your way of not going into the whole truth and finding what's beyond those words. Have you ever found yourself repeating the same story over and over and over? Wherever you go, it's the same storyline. It's the same repetition. It's a way of hiding. Now, who are you hiding from? And what are you hiding? You probably don't even know. But what you're really hiding is your truth. And who you're hiding that from is yourself. It's your way of avoiding going within, being honest, being vulnerable with yourself. 
And that's where it all begins. This pathway begins inside. And this pathway lives inside. And this pathway fulfills inside. It has nothing to do with the world. It has nothing to do with the people around you, whether it be parents, siblings, your children, friends, co-workers, or anything. It has nothing to do with out here. It's all inside. So the next time you start sharing something with somebody in the sense of a storyline about your life, about your situations, about your problems, stop for a moment and see what it is you're doing. Are you throwing up a screen so that people go, oh, this is who you are. Oh, this is what's going on in your life. And is it a screen that is allowing you to look out here and see the storyline that you want to see, even if it's a horrible storyline? Stop in a moment and say nothing and just go inside and say, but what's the truth of this story? What do I really want out of this story? And how can I change the story so that it might work better for me? Or that I can bring it to a close? It all begins and ends inside of us. We often blame the other person. Well, my dad did this. Well, my teacher said this. Well, this is why I, I can't be successful in life, because of them and what they said to me and how they treated me. When I was five years old, this happened, and now here I am 55, and I still can't go anywhere because of what they did to me. If you're holding on to the past, find a way to let go of it. Loving, accepting, and forgiving is a way to let go. And the key, we say it over and over and over, to loving, accepting, and forgiving, and Brian just said it, is to do it with yourself first. Love, accept, and forgive yourself. Forget about doing it with anybody else. Stop doing it with anybody else and just do it with yourself. I love and accept and forgive myself for my thoughts, for my feelings, for my attitudes, for my reactions. And I don't give a damn about what is going on out there. Let them do what they do. Let them say what they say. <coughs> I'm just going to take care of me in this story. And I'm not going to take in what other people say towards me, with me, about me. I'm going to go inside and do that for myself. And I'm going to start giving myself loving. I'm going to start accepting myself just as I am and then moving in that to bring about that which I want in my life. I'm going to stop expecting everybody else to give it to me, to do it for me, <coughs> to make it right. And I'm going to do that for me, myself. <coughs> when I was a child, I learned about me, myself, and I. 
And I worked very hard with those three components of the physical self. Me, myself, and I is of the physical self. It has to do with our imagination, with our emotions, and with our mind. And those are the three components that we have in our physical manifestation to create, to bring forward and produce, and manifest, and express ourselves. Well, a lot of us have very hurt me, myself, and I's. And it stops us from moving forward in our life. That's where we want to go inside and heal. At LAF, loving, accepting, and forgiving, the me, the myself, and I will do just that. You can bring yourself into a wholeness, and in that wholeness, discover your holiness. You are sacred. That which you are is the most sacred thing in all of creation. Because that which dwells here, <coughs> yes, it's your soul. But what is your soul? What is your soul? Who is your soul? Well, God said, and I will create, and I will create the soul in my likeness, for it will be a manifestation of me, it will be an expression of me, it will be me. And that's who we are. We are a manifestation of God. We've just lost sight of that because we're so caught in looking down and out, out here, looking for validation, looking for proof, looking for acceptance, looking, looking, looking outside of ourselves for who we are. Well, would you just tell me who I am? Well, if you go around asking everybody, <laughs> they'll tell you who you are, but it's not the truth. They're going to tell you from their perspective who you are. And I would say 90% of what you're going to hear is not true. For you. You're going to hear their truth about themselves. But you're not really going to hear your own truth. You've got to go inside and find your truth. Who you are. I can't tell you who you are. Brian can't tell you who you are. Other than we can tell you one thing. You are God incarnate. You are divine. You are the pure, living, loving essence of God. That's who you are. And everything else that you have created that distracts you from that, and keeps you from seeing that and knowing that, that is not you. That is your storyline. That is your excuse. That is your avoidance. That is you looking outside of yourself. When you look inside yourself and go inward and upward, and you truly wake up to the divine in you, 
you wake up in the truth of who you are, all that other begins to drop away because there's no place for it. There's no place for feeling sorry for yourself. There's no place for anger. There's no place for hatred. There's no place for judgment. There's no place for fear. There's no place. In God, those things do not exist. In the soul, they do not exist. They only exist in the realms of illusion, in the realms of separation. And that's where you'll find them, and that's where you can experience those things. Because these realms here are the realms of separation. The Lord of this creation is the Lord of reflection and the Lord of separation. And we came down here to experience what it's like to be separate from God so that we would really and truly begin to search and find the truth of God in us and live it fully as best we can in this creation of separation. Now, I'll tell you what, the easiest and the best way to learn that is living in separation, living in the pain of separation and aloneness and loneliness and fear and anger and judgment and all that this creation is. Sometimes we have to reach the very bottom in order to finally start moving upward. And that's what this world does to us. It's not just about the drug addict or the alcoholic or anything else having to reach bottom. We each have to reach the bottom of this creation, the bottom within ourselves, if you will, into the greatest depths of darkness and separation to finally turn around and begin the journey home to God. So these next few days are really going to be an adventure and a journey and an awakening for all of us if we allow it. And it all begins inside of us and it fulfills itself inside of us. So for these next few days, don't tell your storyline about the world out there. Don't complain about them. Don't talk about them. Don't talk about your fears and your judgments and your angers and all that goes with the outer. <laughs> Begin to go inside and find out what is inside of you, the truth of you and begin to speak that. And remember, loving, accepting, and forgiving. There are things inside of us that we have to forgive with ourselves, for ourselves, in ourselves. We've placed a lot of judgment on ourselves. and We've allowed others' judgments to come in and we've made them our own. 
and they live in us as long as we feed them, whether it's our own creation or from another person. And it's up to us to go in and de-energize that and let it go. Forgiveness does that. Forgiving yourself for having placed judgments and making yourself wrong, forgiving that neutralizes it and you can let it go. And then you replace it with the loving. You always fill whatever you empty out, you always fill with the loving. And you do that every moment of every day as best you can while you're here. And hopefully you'll continue doing it as you leave. We have so many things inside of us that stop us, that block us. We are so afraid. Oh my God, what if I saw God? I remember one time when I was in the presence of God, I just fell to my knees, my face to the ground, and I just started crying because I felt so unworthy to be in that presence. And God came over and put his hand on my back and he said, so why are you doing this? And I said, I'm just not worthy to see your face, to look at you. And he said, you are me. Get up and see who you are. Do not deny yourself the truth. That's what this is about. Stop humbling yourself. Stop humiliating yourself. Stop hiding from the truth. Denying the truth of who you really are. You are sacred. You are holy. You are God incarnate. Live that. And in order to live that, you have to find that inside yourself. Do not grovel before other people, making them more important than you, because they're not. We are all equal and one. We are God all. There is no one above us or below us unless we make it that way. There is nobody more sacred, more knowledgeable, more worthy than you. Nobody. They may think they're more than you, but that's just the mind. They may try to convince you that you're unworthy. That's just the feelings. And what you do with your, all of that in your imagination, wow. The stories that we do with our imagination. Somebody says a word to us and within an hour, it is a chapter in a book. And within three days, it is a book. And we go on and on and on about how would they ever be able to say that word to me? Why did they say that? Why did they do it that way? 
Well, you know, I, I've got to think this out now. We're going to have to figure this out. If only I had said this, then maybe they wouldn't have said that. Why did I not say that so that that would not have happened? And we go on and on and on and on. Do, do you? Making up a whole storyline, trying to correct it. Here's what I should have done. Here's what I'm going to do the next time this happens. Why not just stop in the moment and love what that's about? Love wherever it's hurting, wherever it's stirring. Love it and transform it into loving and let it serve you. And if there's a truth in there and that's what's really upsetting you, oh my God, how did they know that? That's not fair. I try to hide that so much. How did they figure that out? How dare they point that out to me? Look at it, and if it is true, then what are you going to do with the truth? Deny it? Hide it? Pretend like it was never there and say it? Or look at it and go, okay, even others are seeing that. I've got to handle that. I've got to claim that, or whatever it is that that truth is about. You are responsible for you and you only, not for others. Stop trying to take care of everybody else and forgetting yourself. Does that sound familiar? I know it is for a number of us. You want to point them out? <laughs> Tonight in, in the sleep state, I'll point them out. So stop taking care of everybody else. Stop thinking you know better than they do about how to live their lives. You don't. You do not. If you did, your life would be very different. And you would then have the right to say, okay, you need to do this. You're doing this wrong. When are you going to get this right? Would you ever listen to me? Stop, think, feel, and listen to yourself. What you say to other people, would you want that said to yourself by another person? I bet not. Sometimes in the attitude that it said, I know not. We put a lot of energy on our words with other people when we think they're wrong and we're right. And I'm going to tell you where you're wrong, and I'm going to tell you where you're right. Do you know that that action just creates so much more karma that holds us in bondage here? You may as well go out and buy these shackles with these big heavy weights on them and just start putting them on your ankles and on your wrist and around your neck like Scrooge in the movie and start carrying it all around with you so at least people, when they see and hear you coming, they'll go, stay away from him, he's trouble. <laughs> he's just going to create more stuff for himself, but also for you if you're not careful. Be an instrument of loving in the world. 
and listen to what teachers have said to us. Jesus said it very clearly. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Think about it for a minute. Have you ever done anything to other people in anger, in frustration, in blame, or whatever, that you really would not want done to yourself? Have you told people, I don't want you in my life anymore, get out of here, I hate you? I've seen that done in families. And they go on for years, not talking to each other, not seeing. No, I'm not going to go to that wedding because they're going to be there. Are you kidding me? How dare you even think of me and ask me to come if you know they're going to come? I've seen that happen in, in families. How horrible a way to live your life. Why not be a living instrument of loving in the world? And sometimes loving is just simply present and accepting and allowing others to live their life. You may not approve how they're doing it. You may wish you could give them direction and understanding about what they could do differently, but you've got to let them have their own experience. I know somebody whose family member is very much a drug addict, and everybody in the family has just struggled and struggled to try to get them to get off drugs, to sober up, to get their life in order. And the more people try to do that, the more they go deeper into the drugs to get away from it all, to prove to them they are going to live their life their way. What would happen if all the family got together and just loved them for who they are and allowed them to have the experience of their own life experience. Maybe this is the life and the time for them to experience this action of life. We all have committed suicide. We all have committed murder. We all have lied, in case you didn't know that. <laughs> and even some of us have told the truth. <laughs> By mistake, I give you that, but you did. <laughs> so this weekend, look inside yourself. Where are you afraid? And what fears hold you back from moving forward in your life? Where do you lie? Where do you tell the truth? Where do you tell storylines to avoid looking deeper inside? Where is it about them? It's always about them. They did this. They're the cause of that. If you've got that running, then you are living a life of separation from the truth of who you are. Just let that stop. 
even when you're telling your storyline and you all of a sudden you catch yourself and go, oh, there's the storyline again. Just stop and say, you know what, never mind. Not important, really not important. And then go into a different conversation. And if they go, well, wait a minute, I want to hear the rest. That was interesting. I was beginning to feel sorry for you, and I, I want to see what I can do to help you. Just say, no, I don't want you to feel sorry for me. There's no reason to feel sorry for me. I don't know why I was even sharing that with you. It's not even true. Forget it. Even if it's truth, just say, it's not true. Forget it. De-energize it however you can. And just start speaking in a different tone, a different voice, different words. Just like Spirit told me when I first started counseling, I was only to share from my own experience. I was only to share what I have experienced and found to be true. So while we're here, Find out what is your truth. What is your truth? What do you really know to be true in your life? Do you love yourself? Do you hate yourself? Do you fear yourself? Do you judge yourself? Do you like yourself? Do you appreciate yourself? Find out what do you feel and know and see about yourself and do you that inner look honestly my gosh if you can't be honest with yourself in the private moment of you then how are you ever going to allow yourself to let go of all these things that have caused you pain and separation and anger and frustration and whatever. I've talked to a number of people and they talk about their crazies. Oh my God, I'm just, I've got all these crazies going on inside of me and I can't get them to stop. And they all are just yelling at me and telling me things about myself. And I told one man, I said, next time the crazies come to visit, just tell each one of them, thank you, and I love you for that. Thank you, I love you for that. Thank you, I love you for that. And begin let the loving neutralize all of that energy. It will do it automatically. And if you've got crazies that are out here in the physical world, parents, family members, whatever, in the midst of them yelling at you, just say, you know, I really love you. Thank you. Thank you for being in my life, and I love you so much. They're going to look at you and go, what? What the hell are you talking about? I hate you. I don't want you in my life. And just say, thank you. Thank you so much, and I love you so much for all that. It'll neutralize the energy of them and you because you're proclaiming loving. You're loving, loving them. 
and you're placing your loving into an action, not a reaction. And that's a key in your life. Be ever in action. We say to take responsibility for your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and your reactions. How many of us really understand what that means? And how many of us ever look to see how do I begin to apply that in my life? Those are keys in spirit that allow us to liberate the soul. Just those few words are major keys that if we begin to live fully, we will liberate the soul so quickly and so easily. And yet here we are. Well, what did I do wrong getting over here today? Let's see. <laughs> I judged the traffic. I hated that woman crossing the street. She took so long, it just seemed like it took forever before I could start driving again. I learned a really good lesson when I lived up in Connecticut for a year. Everybody up there drives so fast, so aggressively, and they're just on you, on you, on you. And coming from Texas, I wasn't used to driving 70 and 80 miles an hour on the highway. And I wasn't used to aggressive driving weaving in and out and whether they wanted me to do that for myself or they wanted to do that in front of me and so on. And I just found myself feeling so nervous and I, I, I can't say I was scared per se, but it was a frightening experience just being in all that energy and having people behind me ever honking. You know, I was supposed to get a new license plate on my car within 10 days of arriving in Connecticut. Well, six months later, I still had my Texas license plate on because I wanted them to know I'm from out of state. I don't drive the way you do. Leave me alone. <laughs> and I just wouldn't change it because I did not want them to believe I was one of them. <laughs> and it worked. I began to play little games. Every time somebody honked at me, I waved at him and I said, thank you. You know, just wave back like we do in Texas when somebody lets us pass. We wave back to say thank you. Well, I'd go, thank you. Well, I'd have people flipping me off, <laughs> thinking that that's what I was doing to them, I guess. <laughs> but it was fun. I started getting, getting into a laughter with it. And I began to not appreciate people's reactions, but I began to not go into reactions with myself about it. And it just calmed things down and made it a lot easier. And 12 months later, after moving there, I moved away. Because whatever all those lessons were I was supposed to learn, I guess I learned them. And I moved on to what was next. And that's the key here. Always move on to what's next. Don't hold on to old patterns and old habits because they're familiar, they're because they're easy to do, or whatever. But it's time, move on to what's next. Don't hold on to the past, 
and don't hold on to old ways. Even if you think that they serve you in some way, if they want to drop away, let them go. Let them go. Whether that's a person, a job, or just a moment in time where all of a sudden people are walking away and things are changing around you and in you, go for the change. Discover what's next. It'll be better than what was. I can guarantee it. Even if your health begins to deteriorate, go with it because that change is very meaningful and very powerful and it means you're moving on to what's next. I find as I'm getting older, I'm going through a lot of physical changes. And I just do the best I can to accept everything that goes on. And I do what I can to take care of it, to take care of myself, but I also move into acceptance with it and go, okay, so here's where we're going. This is how it's going to be for right now. And I just say, now show me what's the experiences of this and why is this here? And every time I learn a little bit more about myself, I learn a little bit more about the spirit of who I am. And I let go of some of the things that have held me back or, you know, held me in certain patterns and beliefs for a long time. So loving, accepting, and forgiving. Three keys that we're going to be talking about this week and that we're going to be applying more in our lives. Through the workbook, through our daily discussions of question and answers. And remember, take responsibility for your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and your reactions. And do what you can to move into the loving with it all and move into action, letting go of the reaction. Action, action, action. God creates through action not reaction, though you would think sometimes this is a reaction, a little hiccup. But in truth, it is all set up for us to learn, to grow, to wake up, and be fulfilled. 